Hey everyone, welcome to episode 112. My name is Ben Wilson, and this week we are talking about thinking outside of the curriculum box. Many homeschoolers feel stuck to the traditional curriculums, and this episode is here to encourage you that you can choose what to do for any subject you'd like. We think it will be encouraging. Before we begin, I also want to thank Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring this Mind Homeschooler. Check out a free demo of their new 4.0 version of the curriculum over at the website, teachingtextbooks.com. But let's get going. Here's my dad, Todd Wilson. Okay, well, hey, everybody. Uh, we are uh, enjoying some beautiful weather up here in northern in Indiana right now. Uh, we had kind of a cool week last week, but this week is supposed to be sunny and warm. And we are busy, busy, busy. Um, we're getting ready to head on our fall loop. And again, you can uh, see our schedule. Maybe Ben can post that there. Um, uh, and uh, we're, we're going to be in St. Louis this Friday. And then... Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we're going to be um, making a loop across the, the, the bottom half of the country. Uh, it's actually not a loop, maybe more like a straight line. Um, starting over there uh, near Jackson, Tennessee, and heading down uh, over to Jacksonville, Florida, and then down the coast. Um, and then spending about a week of R&R with our family. Everybody's going to gather together. And hopefully have a great week of doing nothing but just having fun. Uh, but there's a lot of work to get there. Um, we're taking the RV, and so we've got lots of packing to do. I was out there packing, uh, even tonight, putting in lawn chairs and tents and uh, hammocks and all this stuff that we're going to start taking. Um, plus, uh, my uh, son, Ike, he and his wife just closed on a house across the street. So we're slowly taking over the entire town of Milford. Um, I'm thinking like Wilsonville, you know? Um, so if you come down our street, then you'll run into Ike's house, then our house is across the street, and then Ben's house right next to us. Uh, so it's been fun. And I know Ben's uh, staying busy, uh, getting his trailer camper ready to go down there. Uh, he's you got some work you've been working on that. What do what you, where are you at now, Ben? It's been going great. Um, we're working on uh, just trying to get the camper kind of redone. We worked on it a lot a couple years ago, but we kind of were in a rush, so we didn't get it to where we wanted. So we're working on repainting and putting a new floor and trying to seal it up because there's still a couple leaks and uh, put on new countertops and stuff like that. So it's an older camper. We got it uh, very inexpensively through uh, Rissa's parents and uh, we've done a lot. So uh, I don't know, it's been fun. It's a great way to get a camper for not a ton of money and it's hopefully gonna turn out good uh, or the inside will once it's all done. So my wife's been working on that during the during kids nap times on the painting at least. and. Uh, so we'll see. We should, we've got about a little over a week and a half right now. So uh, we're really looking forward to it and, and ready to go. So it should be fun. Um, so, hey, I thought we'd talk today about um, kind of uh, uh, not, I don't want to say alternative because uh, alternative always sounds like it's something bad. Um, but, you know, one of the great things about homeschooling is that you can you can do school any way you want. And I don't know what it is about homeschooling moms, but they always feel like they need to apologize for the way they're, for the ideas they have. You know, whether it's uh, you have an idea of doing first aid and you're like, I'm doing, I'm thinking about doing first aid is, can we count that as uh, science or health? And I'm like, of course you can count it. You don't need me to give you special permission. Um, but we got an email or not an email. We got a, a uh, Facebook message from, uh, 
a mom. And maybe, Ben, uh, you want to read it for us? Sure. All right. Um, let's see here. She says, how to fo- or she listened to our podcast, How to Foster the Hate of Learning. Uh, and this is her talking. I was homeschooled, and now I am a homeschooling mom myself. I hated learning, didn't read until I was in my teens. Learned to read by writing myself a story, and now I'm a writer too. But that said, I try to keep our school time down to two hours a day where we do uh, a day where we do math, uh, phonics, math, and then one day a week where we have fun school where we cover the other other subjects. I tried to find DVDs and such to make it easy for me and fun for them. I found some math DVDs and science DVDs, but history seems to be harder one to find DVDs for. This year, uh, I figured, hey, we're going to focus on Bible for history as my kids are grade two and one. So I bought your story hour, all the Bibles, uh, story hour, all the Bible CDs, and they're going to be our history. Um, now I know there's a drive through history, but that they seem to be for older children. And I find some cartoon history DVDs, but they were all American history. We live in Canada. Is there really no world history DVDs for young kids? So I thought I'd ask uh, the experts. And if not, uh, is there someone out there who would make a history DVDs for homeschoolers? Yes, I've heard of the mysteries of history and those kinds that have the person reading the textbook. My daughter turned it off immediately. It's just someone reading, mommy. If I had a dramatized story for world history, that would work too. Anyway, I love trying to find ways to make homeschool fun and less work. If that, if you can help, that would be great. Well, I mean, I think this this lady's got is right on target. I mean, in fact, I think it's interesting just at the beginning, just to to give you hope, moms. I mean, here's a mom who said, you know, she was homeschooled. She wasn't even uh, reading or writing until she or reading until she was in her teens, and she learned to read by writing herself a story. And now she's a writer. In fact, her. Uh, you know, her name has the writer in it. So mm-hmm. that should give you hope, mom. You know, it doesn't matter what time, what age your kids start writing or if they, they're reading or if they're struggling a little bit, maybe a little, not behind, but their age is a little older than everyone else's. They're going to be fine. Um, but I think this is the beauty of homeschooling, Ben. And I was thinking, you know, maybe we could use this as a springboard into other subjects because, you know, she said she was, she found some DVDs for, um, for math and science and of course that's what teaching textbook is teaching textbooks is uh you know something you just put in your computer or, or you or play or do on a ipad or another mobile device and it does it all for you it's interactive it's amazing it's the way learning was meant to be um but it kind of struck me as odd not odd in a bad way but that she couldn't find anything for uh for history because i would think history was the easiest thing to find alternatives for, for that. Um, she mentioned the uh, my story hour, and we listen. Mm-hmm. You listen to lots of yeah, my story hour, right, Ben? Yeah, that was awesome. I was glad to hear that someone's still like those are still relevant, or you know that she found those. So uh, those are awesome, and we loved them back when we were young. I mean, those are twenty and years old. They're now, dramatized, right? Um, yeah, they were, yep. They were really good. And they cover a huge range of different, you know, topics and people you may not, I mean, honestly, like the only stuff I know about, you know, Clara Barton or some of those other, you know, a little bit more, not obscure, but like, well, I guess that one wouldn't be, but I haven't read a ton about her other than those, you know, your story hour, there's one on that. Actually, I think I did read a book about her, but anyways, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're really good and they cover some things that you may not you know, think to cover otherwise. And again, they're easy and fun for the kids to listen to. And they were kind of focused on a, a usually a single individual or right. maybe a time frame, And then they built a story around it, um, which I think is super, super ex- 
you know, super engaging because that's what we want in our homeschool. We want our kids to be engaged, you know, and, I, and I'm just going to give you my, you know, from the gut here. That's why I don't like, you know, chronicle, chronological history that just starts, you know, they show you a picture of the landing at uh, Plymouth Rock and they just go from there and it just gives you one page and then you flip the page and then you read about you know the founding fathers then you flip the page and you read about the you know the revolution maybe that was the page before and then you just kind of go through that because that's how i was schooled you know we got a big textbook we had we covered x amount of territory in this grade and x amount of territory in this grade and by the end i knew nothing about history um, there are lots of great options that you can count as history. It doesn't have to be chronological. It doesn't have to be in a textbook. In fact, I think there are other places. Um, you know, Ben, uh, you're a big fan of, of the uh, G.A. Henty books. Um, and really, we've listened to them. You've listened to them on. I've listened to them on audio. Um, and for those who don't know what those are, uh, why don't you give us a little overview of those? Maybe, and that's probably like what age would be a range? Lot. I would, would say that'd in? be quite a bit older. That'd probably be like, I would say no younger than probably like 12 or maybe even a little bit older than that. I mean, they're pretty, a lot. they're written, you know, a lot of older uh, style. So the words are a lot bigger. Usually uh, they're, you know, not quite as like modern reading, you know, so I'm um, not bad or anything. That's why audiobook is really good for that, I think. Um, but you could be younger, but I mean, it just depends if it doesn't catch them, what they are, why. but it's basically a guy who uh, wrote them back in the 1800s and early 1900s, I think, but he wrote like a hundred books and each one is usually around a guy, young boy who, you know, is in some historical, uh, setting, you know, whether it's William with William Wallace or, uh, you know, maybe he's, um, you know, uh, Carthage with when Carthage fought Rome, you know, or whatever. I mean, there's hundreds of them, literally over a hundred. And uh, they each, you know, are usually a person who's right next to the main person that you would hear about, you know, in real history. So like, there's one where the guy sails with Francis Drake, you know, and he's like, you know, they're usually helping him interacting with them. So you got you know, get a lot of the historical, like, um, the story and what's going on in the area, but you know, it's not usually the character is not historical. So it's historical fiction, but historical fiction is, I would say almost as valuable as, or maybe even more so than just normal history because it's actually engaging for a lot of people. Um, and a lot of people would, you know, read them. And we've talked about those before. We've talked about the, uh, we were there books as well. Um, but you know, something else I think is, I think people like have too narrow a view of what history is. Like, I think they think it has to be, you know, world history has to be ancient history, which is also world history it has to be U.S. history or whatever country you're from, which is true. That can be great. And I think those are all good to be covered over the years. But you could go super local too. you know, like uh, to try to get it more engaging. Um, you know, I would say like maybe even start with your town, how it was founded, you know, maybe go to the library and like see if they have any old pictures, you know, or um, you could even do family history or whatever. There's just something to make it more relatable because I think um, sometimes kids think, you know, it just feels so like you know, you have a six-year-old or an eight-year-old and you're talking about like ancient Egypt, you know, and it can be pretty tough versus like, you know, hey, you know, the place where we go for a picnic like this, that used to be X, you know, so sometimes you can kind of get a, like, I think it's not a bad idea to try to like 
get the the realness of it. You know, that's why I personally have always loved the Civil War because it's a bunch of places that I actually know the names. I can pronounce them. They're all American, you know, versus like, you know, the Napoleonic Wars are a little bit harder because they're all French, you know, and, uh, you know, Prussian and Russian and like, it's just, it's just different, you know? So I love all those, but it's, it's a lot different. So that might be something you could try. Well, I think you uh, touched on it. You know, the the great thing about the Gia Henty books and really other things like even Adventures in Odyssey yep, or Folks in the Family, that. Radio Theater. Uh, man, those are such valuable resources. And I know they're often audio, but I think that makes them sometimes even better. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're not just sticking your kid in front of a, you know, another video, which is fine. Um, there's some great things, but, it, you know, just to be able to listen in the car or when you say, hey, you're gonna have some quiet time, you're gonna lay down for a little while, and to put in an Adventures of Odyssey and let them listen to the story of, um, of Squanto. I mean, I still know things about Squanto, and I'm sure I read it in some history book, you know, back in the fourth, fifth, or sixth grade, and I had no idea Squanto, but I can still hear on Focus on the fam- Family where, you know, Powhatan is talking to, Squantum, you know, and and Squanto. Um, and I think that's the beauty of the story um, because the story really does lock in history because I think, you know, who cares if we know that Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1492? You know, what a, a much better story. Uh, and I think Focus on the Family Radio Theater does the same thing about Columbus and uh, how, you know, the, the Christian part of how uh, that plays a part in the story that most history books don't cover. And even if they cover it, they don't cover it in a story. And yes, some of it is made up because you have to, to make it a, into a story, but it, I think it just locks it in so much better. Um, and, and even like some of those, you know, videos, they're a little bit older sometimes, but the Ken Burns videos, you know, for your older kids, you know, to, to do the one on the Civil War, even, the, you know, you could do the whole year if you wanted oh, to, yeah. or maybe even better yet, not do the whole year. Maybe just do one little segment um, and let them see all the dead bodies and, and hear the actual letters from different people um, in different actors' voices. Or yeah. um, I know he's done some on baseball or certain time frame, you know, the automobile. And man, if you got a kid who's into sports, why not let that be their history lesson? Totally. Because I think the purpose of the whole thing is, you know, and that's why I'm so, I, I, I don't care about world history. Um, and I would say even to this mom who says, yeah, you know, but some of these are all, some of these DVDs like, um, and I know they are, they're, you know, they're kind of a cartoon history. Um, they are all on American history and maybe you do live in Canada or maybe you live in Singapore. Um, you know, the thing I would care most about is just picking something engaging so it kind of might stir something else you know because i don't they don't have to just love you know the things that that the that are um um powers that be have said what all kids need to know you know they need to know about the pilgrims they need to know about these things um you know sometimes maybe we just want them to be excited that 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 god had his hand in the past Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really, uh, I think for, always says, or granddad always says his story, his story, yeah, but, his yeah, story. but the story part is true. That's literally in the name of it is, you know, yeah. I mean, you take it out and you're not left with much. So, I mean, 
that is and really that even in the bible that really the 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 passages that you are most familiar with are david and goliath and daniel shadrach and meshach and abednego you know and daniel in the lion's den because those are all stories um and, and again you may not know how the um uh assyrians play into all that but that's okay you don't have to know how the Assyrians all fit into it and how the Israelites, where do they come across and the Babylonians and the, the uh, Persians and the Medes, you know, how that all fits together. Um, but you still uh, are engaged in the story and you learn an awful lot of stuff. And she mentioned, uh, you know, doing Bible for history this year. Like, yeah, that's great. Like, go for it. Like the Bible, you could do history for your probably the entire school time and for a hundred years afterwards and you wouldn't even cover it all. I mean, it ties into everything. I mean, yeah. and if you're talking ancient history, then it's all right there. So um, uh, Mia also mentioned historical American Girl doll books, which I know those are really oh. short, but those are good. And actually the movies are fun. Um, and then the Magic Treehouse the books, movies which are I'm really not familiar fun. with that really, but I know a lot of people really like those, but um i also had a couple these are for a little bit older maybe but and again uh -huh. you know something if you find videos online there's great options there's great channels but just pre-watch stuff you know they're short but you just yeah. don't know what you know viewpoint someone might have in terms of um you know if they're if they're approaching uh you know you know american history as so look at the depression you know and everything and just that's all they care about then you know that's right. not what you want but but uh there's a youtube channel called historical or history matters which i think has really good videos overall i've liked theirs there's one called simple history which they break it real down and just kind of you know give you the you know some of the basics of it highlights you know, yeah and they and they have hundred hundreds of videos so some of them are pretty complex because it will go like u-boats you know that's just specifically one thing um and then this is again for older kids i think is cool and again i'm not saying all the content is perfect for you know all ages i don't you know i don't know i don't remember on this one but the great war is a youtube channel that went through day by day for the whole world war one and you know for the whole four years that it was because this was the 150th anniversary or no, 100th anniversary uh, a couple years ago so they started you know back in 14 and then they went all the way up to 18 you know for doing a daily or i think daily or weekly videos on world war one so i thought that was really cool and then there's tons of old world war ii documentaries and older ones you know like ones with jimmy stewart i mean there's so many old videos and even actually historical fiction movies potentially if they're you know tame and everything could be a good op option because again you just want to get your child interested so if they watch it and they go oh man look at that ship that looks so cool then maybe it's you know you do a little bit more with ships or something like that you know so um i think the cool thing about history is it can often like kind of lead on tons of rabbit trails and any rabbit trail you take is totally fine <laughs> like that is that yeah. is history like don't worry about only the big stuff but and so. i think that's how you're gonna have to uh tell yourself that because I don't know why, but you moms are so influenced by, or, or swayed not to go with what your gut. You know, you're, I know moms will say, well, you know, I, I, oh, I love that idea about letting them listen to the adventures in Odyssey, but you know, we can't really count that. Of course you can count it. It is history. It is learning at its finest. So you can count that. You get to the end of the year and you give them a check mark or you give them a, hey, they listen to all of them. Yeah, they got an A in history for this for this uh, year. Um, let's move to another topic. Let's go to another, uh, 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 not topic, another- Subject. 
I'm excited to tell you about the new 4.0 version of the teaching textbooks. 4.0 is going to be releasing as soon as next week and it is one of the biggest updates they've ever done. It includes a new interactive sketch modes that your child can work out the problem right within the program. It also includes new animations, audio, grade dating, search features, and stickers. It still works on computers, tablets, and smartphones or any devices in an internet browser. Also, if you already have 3.0, you'll be upgraded to 4.0 for no extra cost. You can check out a trailer and a demo over at teachingtextbooks.com. You know, speaking of uh, math, Ben, I mean, math lends itself to going off grid as well. Um, whether that's playing games, I mean, I mean, I know mom would take breaks and you guys would play Yahtzee or you would play uh, some other game, you know, even life where you're counting money and things like that. That is real learning. And how about a blast from the past, Ben? Do you remember? Math Blaster. Yeah, these are games that were 20 years ago that are probably no longer work on anything on anywhere. But you know what? You can still get it online. You can still look up mathblaster.com and they have things that you can play, play free. And you know, maybe the totally. graphics aren't so amazing, but you can still play. Um, you know, where they're they have to do some addition, subtraction, and multiplication, and you get a blast something along the way yeah. i think again those aren't just fake learning things those are real real totally learning. and math um, is cool because about, it's you know it's pretty like non like worldview type deal so you know that just googling or looking on the app store for a math game uh like for example i saw one where you're racing cars and all you have to do is just add up the numbers faster than the other person it's a real person and no interaction literally just a two seconds to get into it and you know i was doing it and then by the end i was going faster than it was at the beginning you know so i mean uh those little things there's so many of them out there that are not necessarily your entire math curriculum you know but can be good ways if you just want to make it break it up a little bit and for fun for a few days say all right we're gonna you know have go head to head as the two kids and they can you know do who can add faster or whatever you know um you know maybe don't and really but if you but... get stuck and your kids like i'm not good i can't do math mm -hmm. you know these can be your whole math thing you can decide, hey, my kid's okay with this for right now, so we're going to do it for a little while. And you don't have to feel guilty about it. Totally. Uh, again, you know, it's okay. It doesn't have to be a worksheet. It doesn't have to, you know, be uh, a lesson. It can be just letting your kid feel comfortable with numbers. Um, and that's, that's great. Let's look at another one though. Um, you were talking about worldview. How about worldview and maybe science creation? I was thinking about even like the Jonathan Park um, series, you know, that's kind of an older series, but I know my kids listen to it. My kids, we're making them listen to it again. Um, and, you know, they're learning things about creation. I still, I was never ever exposed to the idea of Fibonacci numbers. I learned that on Jonathan Park and it's an amazing, amazing thing. Um, even the Brinkman Adventures, I was just uh, uh, looking at it right now. Um, the, you can go to BrinkmanAdventures.com. They've got, I think, nine seasons of all these high adventure, high drama audio series um, where they're learning about uh, uh, missionaries and they're learning about uh, some true stories, some around kind of around dramatized uh adventure adventure and again uh highly 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 engaging 
And I think like, again, you know, online can be a really great, uh, if there's something where, let's say they're really into bombs, you know, or fire or whatever, there's so many things on YouTube, like you can find quick experiment on how to do something at home, with just a couple different, you know, things you'd have around your house or whatever. Uh, the very simple, you know, how to guides. I mean, you have so many resources again, just uh, you ahead of time or just check on stuff just to make sure it's good. I wouldn't give, you know, unbridled access to all of it, but, uh, there's tons of options and so many cool things, you know, even, uh, yeah, that you can find and uh, I think it would really help. But yeah, that was just one thought. Well, I think that's a great, a great thought, you know, um, uh, uh, because especially for 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 science, you know, I know that there are some moms who think, oh, we have to do the experience experiments to make them good. You don't. that's not true. I mean, some of you watch the cooking show. And, you know, my kids love to watch guys uh, grocery games or they like to watch uh, diners drive drive in and dives and they watch someone cook and they didn't have to make a single mess and they felt like they were involved in that. So I think you can watch a science experiment. Uh, you can watch, uh, you know, something uh, how to grow plants and you never, ever have to do the actual experiment and you still get the full benefit of having learned something. And sometimes it's even better because you're not slowed down yeah. uh, by the process. And again, I think Ben's right. Uh, there are lots of great YouTube videos. I would never ever let my kids loose on those without some uh, guidance or without uh, me knowing what they are because right. they can get into some bad places real right. quick. And once they've got into those bad places, it draws them back into it. So I would be super, super careful about that. But there are some great, great uh, uh, resources out there. Also, I think one thing that's been cool is Renly's done something called, it's this new thing called Forest School, which, you know, whatever about that. But the idea is kind of fun where they'll just go walking on a, in a park nearby and, you know, maybe they'll try to find a frog or, you know, they'll pick up leaves one day and stuff like that. And something Mia said, put up a bird feeder and watch her slash collect bugs, you know, like that can even be stuff that just around your yard, you know, may, again, something tangible that your kids can interact with and touch. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be crazy or anything like that, but, uh, sometimes it, again, it's that like feeling it or being able to actually see it versus just like reading a huge textbook about like physics, you know, or something like that. And obviously that's a little bit older, but, um, I think the, the principle still applies. Um, so, and that's a better way. It's just a better way to learn. I mean, mm -hmm. it's better to let your kid go out in the yard and you can give them, give them some direction. You can say, see if you can find five different leaves that don't look that are all different, you know, and you can count that as science because it is science. Um, it's not just, again, it's not just a cute thing to say, it's the truth. And maybe you can look up the leaves afterwards, or maybe if you hear a, 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 a an animal, or, or maybe you Google, um, you know, uh, I did it. Uh, I went, I thought I heard an owl like, hoo, hoo, hoo. and so I wanted to know what the, which owl it was. So I Googled um, owl, owl sounds. And I listened to a couple and I'm like, oh, that's a barred owl. And because I was interested, I looked it up um, to see what it was, but you can do the very same thing. You know, when you see a cardinal, do you know what the sound the cardinal makes? You can find out. And then when you hear it, you can go, oh, that's a cardinal. And then you count that as science. When you get to the end of the year, you say we did science and you give them a letter grade A because they did such a great job with it. And again, I think that is the beauty of homeschooling. Um, I know if you want some other uh, uh, 
tips, I guess, or other advice. Um, if you go down in one of our posts below that, we asked some moms about their, um, uh, uh, you know, alternative curriculum. And I, I thought some had great, great ideas, you know, um, whether that's literature, just reading a book. Can literature be just reading a book? Yes, it can. Um, someone said they're going right now through the Chronicles of Narnia and they're reading A Boy and His Horse, which really was my least favorite of all oh, the Narnia that's one books. Of my favorite ones. Oh man, I hate. I don't really like that one. I love the audiobook. Um, I don't know about the actual book, but I love the yeah, audiobook. Oh yeah, you can listen on audio, or um, you know, and you can count that. Uh, could you watch the uh, the Narnia, you know, movie? Yes, maybe it might be a little scary for some younger kids. But you can count that because it is, again, we used to do, I went to public school and we'd sit around and we'd read books sometimes out loud um, or we'd read them, you know, and talk about them. And, and man, I didn't learn anything because there were so many distractions and I yeah. didn't care about any of it. I mean, I um, read a lot and I've honestly read of the classics, like maybe under six or something like that. But it just, I mean... I do think that there is a place for like, you don't have to remember everything and it can, you know, like instill good values or whatever. But a lot of the like traditional classics, one, they're not even that, but two, it's just, I mean, most people don't enjoy them, you know, and it's like, so you could just read a book that they enjoy and you reading aloud helps with vocabulary and helps with, you know, um, just general, you know, kind of wires your brain or whatever. But it's just, I, I don't think like To Kill a Mockingbird is, you know, so, so beneficial over another book that like your child's going to be stunted if they don't read that, you know, or pick it, whatever other one you want, you know. Um, and some of them, you know, are not, they're classics because they are great books, you know, I mean, and, and there's nothing wrong with reading the classics. Uh, yeah. And as Mia said, some of them are super inappropriate and that is totally true just because it's rec like recommended reading now is not what you should go be going by, you know, unless it's obviously like some curriculums are very geared towards, you know, Christian or, uh, you know, very like careful about that. But, uh, yeah, I would not go by the recommended reading lists that the general public goes by because they are not mm -hmm. books that are necessarily, uh, are great. So, well, I even, I was even, uh, I don't know where I would have been. It wasn't at home. Uh, oh, it was at, it was at Debbie's parents. Uh, and there was a commercial for James Earl Jones reading the Bible. Mm -hmm. And I, uh, I think we have it, ha have had it on audio cassette. But I mean, it was so amazing. And I thought I should listen to that. I mean, or I should have my kids listen to that. Um, and man, you could count that as literature at the same time, you know, that they're drinking in God's word and hearing God's word. Um, again, it's just much more engaging. Um, you know, uh, I was uh, looking at the comments uh, below by Annette. Uh, she was saying that um, they even would use uh, classes with Minecraft you know, or video games like civilization to teach social totally. studies and history. You know, I think that's a great way. And if you're a kid, you know, again, if you can't motivate them any other way, 
find where they scratch and then itch them in that way. I remember reading in uh, Age of Empires, they had like the codex or whatever, and you could read like in-depth on, you know, all the different uh, like Assyria and what the swordsmen were like and everything. And I loved reading that because, you know, I only got to play a certain amount. So I was like, well, I'll read about them, you know. And so definitely that can be a great way, again, to really connect and make it feel real, Um, you know, the history side of things. And again, totally. I would count it. I would just count it. And that's, I think, that again, the rub is that lots of you moms, you know, you can see when your kids are really engaged. And then you think, oh, I'll add that to it. You don't have to add it to it. It can be part of it. You know, even like the Usborne books, uh, we have Usborne books, I think, in most of our bathrooms. All right. One time we have. And I still I'll be in the bathroom and I pick up the book on castles. Uh, and I think, man, I, I know more from about castles from a simple Usborne book or a uh, eyewitness book than I ever learned anywhere else. And instead of saying, oh, let's just put those out so our kids can get extra learning. Why don't we just say that is their learning, you know, and feel confident when we count that and say, boom, check mark, they they did it. Um, And again, and in so many other areas. And that also said, you know, we love using Boy Scout merit badge books as unit studies. They're a hidden gem for sure, usually between 5 to $7 for a complete unit study. A huge range of topics. You can find them online or at your local Boy Scout shop. Um, I just think that is so cool. Um, and again, the beauty of home educating our children. Um, you know, we have so many options. I think we should take advantage of them. We should do them confidently and we should not look back. Um, well, hey, we're out of time. Uh, Mom, thanks for listening. Um, we're going to have a show, I think, uh, n- uh, not next week, um, but we're, Ben and I are going to pre record another episode. And then we may listen, let you listen to some of our favorites um, from our early days just a couple years ago. Um, but uh, we'll be back live again in a few weeks. Um, thanks for joining us. Uh, I hope you take advantage as take advantage of the great opportunity that homeschooling allows don't look at them as alternatives but maybe a better way to cover these subjects and to engage your children in uh, in a better way than maybe they have been before don't feel guilty about it make sure you count it and make sure you smile thanks for listening to another episode of the smiling homeschooler podcast we hope some of our suggestions for alternatives for traditional curriculums was helpful If you have a question that you'd like answered on the show, please message us over on our Facebook page. I also want to say thank you to Teaching Textbooks for sponsoring the Smiling Homeschooler podcast. Go check out a new demo for version 4.0 over at the website, teachingtextbooks.com. Have a great week, and as always, keep smiling.